This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey there. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, if you haven't heard yet, I am hosting a retreat this fall and OMG, it's a little over a month away, which is a little bit crazy that fall is that close. (laughs) The Call to Clarity retreat is happening September 21st to the 24th in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And you, my friend, still have time to join us. Also, we did get some feedback about the bunk bedroom for the Call to Clarity retreat feeling a little bit overwhelming because there are eight queen size bunks total. So we heard you, we modified and adjusted, and now the bunk room will be four spots maximum. That means you don't have to sleep on a top bunk and you'll have lots more space, which is exciting for everyone. (laughs) So if you wanted to say yes before to the Call to Clarity retreat, but you're feeling overwhelmed by the room options, I really hope this helps. This retreat is for any woman online business owner at any stage of business experience level or revenue level. Our last retreat, we had an amazing cross-section of skill sets, industries, and experiences, and I'd love to have the same at this retreat. Call to Clarity is an amazing opportunity to plan and mastermind for 2024, but most importantly, it's to rest your brain so that you have the space and clarity to make aligned decisions for your life and your business. There are a few spots left for the retreat, and there's still time to take advantage of a payment plan option. Now, all meals, ground transportation from and to the airport, activities like yoga and chair massage, mastermind sessions, and even a mini brand photo shoot, it's all included. So now's the time to jump in and sign up. So go to TashaBooth.com forward slash fall dash retreat. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash fall dash retreat. Okay, let's go meet this week's guest, Danny White. Today's guest is Danny White. Danny is a CEO of DW Creative Consulting Agency, a digital marketing agency that focuses on helping small to mid-sized businesses gain visibility and increase their revenue through branding and web development. Additionally, she is the owner of DW Creative Publishers, a book publishing company designed to help individuals tell their stories through written and spoken word. And she also hosts a Hashtags and Habits podcast where she focuses on simplifying digital marketing and offering business tips and strategies for small to mid-sized business owners. Danny is busy, (laughs) y'all. And Danny has a business story that so many of us coming out of corporate and moving into building something of our own can definitely relate to. So let's go ask her how she overcame a toxic business culture and built a business that made her proud. Danny, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. It's great to be here, Tasha. Thank you so much for the invite. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Yes. So hello, my name is Danny White. Um, I'm the owner of DW Creative Consulting Agency here um, based outside of Dallas, Texas. And our audience that we serve is primarily professional service companies and uh, nonprofits. And our goal um, with these businesses is really to help them um, generate visibility 
um, and increase their revenue along the way. Perfect. Love all of that. And I really am excited about what we're talking about today because we're talking about imposter syndrome. Um, And I think that the reason, like you and I were talking before we hit record, and one of the reasons I like digging into imposter syndrome is I like to remind people that imposter syndrome is not knowing or not, not knowing what the heck you're doing. Right. Correct. (laughs) Yes. So it's, it's, I think some people are just like, well, you feel like an imposter when you don't know what you're doing, but so many of us are walking around feeling, I, I, I want to say like outside of ourselves sometimes, mm-hmm. or maybe outside of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And we're like rock stars in what we're doing. So I would love to know kind of, let's go back to when you were in corporate and then, you know, how that um, kind of worked its way into your business and you as a CEO, how did imposter syndrome show up for you? Yeah. So I, I've been in marketing for a long digital marketing for a long time. Um, I started probably my first real like official job mm-hmm. uh, was with this startup company um, here in Texas that they were brand new, like just starting. And I was going to go and be their basically their content director <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to start. And so I was like 25, 26. Like that's my was my first like real, real job outside of like contracts and things like that. And I knew that I knew some things about marketing, but when it gets put into like this context, and of course we were based in technology. So like when it gets put in that context, it becomes like super mundane and you have to use these, these words and these phrases and and it's like not foreign to me, but like, it just wasn't me as an individual. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was my first probably real experience with imposter syndrome. Um, I had a little bit of it in college, but in the working world where like people are very critical, yeah, (laughs) especially being like the only black woman at my company Mm -hmm. and for a long time, the only woman that was actually working in the day-to-day operations. um, That was like, you know, you really have to be on your P's and Q's and you have to say things a certain way. You have to look a certain way and, you know, you have to come to all the functions and the happy hours and like do the smooching. And it's like, it becomes overwhelming, especially if that's like not your personality. And that wasn't my personality. Mm -hmm. That was a very much behind the scenes, behind the computer. Yes, I can get shit done, but talking about work isn't my my (laughs) thing. Um, And so my, one of the real, I guess you say the real moments when it hit me was like, we, I was tasked with giving a presentation and the words would not come out of my mouth. <laughs> the words would not come out of my mouth. And my boss was like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, you are very good at this stuff. The confidence that he had was like next level. Mm-hmm. But my ability to like be confident in what I knew and actually be able to speak about it and be the expert in the room on the topic, that was like foreign to me. And so that that was like my real, I guess, first experience with Wow. There's, and there's so much to dive in there. And I, I want to start with where you kind of ended in terms of he had the confidence in you. Right. And so many times with all of the entrepreneurs that are listening right now, our clients have the confidence in us. Like they have taken the step to hire us. They have taken their hard earned money and paid us for a service 
And it's us not having the confidence in ourselves and not stepping into, I like to call it like stepping into that strategic partnership, Mm -hmm. right. With the clients, like either waiting on them to give the direction or like waiting on them to like validate who we are and like Mm -hmm. what we know. So I, yeah, I just see such parallels in, in that. Um, And I also think that going back to kind of the beginning of where you started with that, when, when you said that, like you were young, you were 25 and everything. um, I think that a lot of times we put those parameters around ourselves. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, I know that a lot of the listeners here, they are moms um, who, you know, maybe left the workforce for a while and now they're stepping in to the virtual world as online business owners and everything. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking like, well, I've been out of the workforce or like, what do I know? Or those sorts of things, right? And I always remind people that number one, there are so many transferable skills from everything you've done in your past Mm -hmm. to what you're doing now. And number two, like there is a reason that you're, you're here, you know, there is a reason that you're doing the work that you're doing. So then let's talk kind of about as you built your own business now Mm -hmm. and what are, what have been maybe one or two of those moments where you've been like, can I do this? Like, should I be here? All of those things. So a lot of it has been super similar. So Mm -hmm. when I transitioned out of I started my agency while I was working full time. Mm -hmm. One, because I only wanted to do certain aspects of marketing. I didn't want to do like all the (laughs) things we were made to do. (laughs) I like to get that. (laughs) These six month long campaigns. I didn't want to do all of that. But I was like, okay, I'm going to start my agency. And like this, the work that I do is going to be what I like doing. I love content marketing. I love branding. um, I love content creation, design, web design. Like I love all of that creative aspect. And so that's kind of like why I wanted to start my own agency. But coming out of that, all I knew was people in tech because tech was my first real job. And that was all the networking that I did. Like I went to tech conferences and my late, the language over time started to be very techy. Mm-hmm. And if you look at like websites and marketing agency, it does sound like very corporate and yeah. boring and mundane. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, that messaging is like not easily transferable. And so when I would go to different types of networking events that were outside of the tech, aid, tech, you know, tech space, it would be very awkward to mm-hmm. like tell people what I did without like deeply explaining it to them. Right. Yeah. And then it's when they would ask for examples, it would be like, okay, I don't have examples specific to this one industry. But that was just me like not being as confident in my work and in, conf- in confidence in what I knew um, to explain it to them in a way that like made sense. Yeah. So now dealing with like professional service industries and professional service companies, it's like, okay, they don't need all, they don't even have time for like all of that techno- <laughs> technological language. They don't care what platform you build the website on. They just want it to function and do this, this, and this. And it's more so me changing that messaging and like, mm-hmm becoming confident in my target audience, Um, like understanding them and being able to sit in rooms with them and understand like where they're coming from um, and then creating something that really benefits them. And so coming into my own agency, again, I'm a very like introverted person. So Mm -hmm. people get on and they're like, good morning. Like (laughs) Like, they're just ready to go. I kind of tend to like let them take the conversation. Mm -hmm. Whereas instead of like me being like, okay, let's start here. This is what yeah. we do. This is who we are. This is how we can serve you. How, what do you need? Right. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that's for me, like an ongoing type of type of challenge. Yeah. 
but it's about like learning how to allow yourself to be yourself in your, you know, in your business and knowing also like what you need to flourish, you know, in terms of, uh, how do you need to, to work on communicating your messaging and like, Mm -hmm. how do you need to show up in a way that feels really good and builds your confidence instead of makes you kind of shrink. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I totally hear you on the messaging thing. I remember, I, I forget what it was, but like somebody asked me, somebody like the non-online business world, you know, Mm -hmm. asked me what I did. And I tried to explain it to them one time and they were like, oh, so you like work with like Nike. And I was like, not, not at all. (laughs) So now I just say I own a digital marketing agency. And if their eyes light up and they know what that is, then I go deeper and explain like the launch management part. But I'm like, yeah, they don't, most people that aren't in this world don't they don't really know. know they, they don't, don't care, care and they don't need to know the they don't get it. yeah so <laughs> I, I i've been like hitting people with the we help you to increase your revenue mm-hmm. we help you to gain visibility in a marketplace because that's like really what matters like what the they care about yeah get, the more people that know your name your business name like that's what leads to sales right yeah so it's they're like oh okay now i get it so <laughs> for them it's like making the language simplified a mm-hmm. little bit so totally. that you understand like what's in it for them, like what's the benefit for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I want to kind of transition the conversation because I know you and I are both agency owners, which means we have team members that work with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other things that we wanted to talk about was trust issues that come out of um, that come out of either trauma, past trauma in our lives, mm-hmm. or past experiences of having negative experiences with team members and kind of overcoming that hurdle of, oh, it didn't work out this time. Therefore it will never work out. And I always have to do it myself. (laughs) I hear this a lot, especially with, you know, the agency owners that I coach inside of agency thrive mine. And I, I think because so many of us start our agencies because we get capped out on hours because we're great Mm -hmm. at what we do. And we're type A personalities across, you know, every T and dot every I trusting people, especially when there's trauma connected to that can be very hard. So can you speak to that at all? Yes. So a lot of my trust issues, they do come from my childhood upbringing. Mm -hmm. And I've worked through a lot of that in therapy. But when it comes to like the actual working world, again, being a person that worked in startup culture, you wear a lot of hats. And so you're typically responsible for a lot. That was my first foray into like hiring people. So eventually I hired a team of 32 people within that company. Mm -hmm. And over time, it took me a lot of, again, I was only in my mid twenties. So that moving out of that individual employee contributor mindset and moving into like, okay, now you're a team manager, you're a team leader. You're not just responsible for your work, but you're responsible for empowering your team to love their work and to do their work and to want to do their work. Right. And so I remember the first, first person that I hired, she was fresh out of college and she was always late for work, like every morning late for work. And I, for me, it was like, okay, we start at nine o'clock. You need to be here at eight 45. Right. Our first team meeting is nine 15 in the morning. So like (laughs) no excuse, you can't be late. Right. Um, And she didn't really, to me, she didn't really have a real reason why she was late. But when we started talking about it, like she would give me all these things about, you know, how she just couldn't wake up in the morning. She's not a morning person. Like she does her best work in the evening. And that was my first like 
invitation to be a manager and not mm. just to have things my way, but actually work with her so that she could do her best work. Right. Yeah. So that was on the growth scale. That's like at the bottom, but having to continue to like do that over and over and over again and working with people from different cultures, different, even different languages, different first languages, things like that. It was really like a very growing experience. And then now in transitioning into my agency, um, it's kind of the same thing, but I'm a little bit, I won't say that I'm a little bit loose, but I'm more eager to give things away mm-hmm. because it's not my zone of genius. Yes. Right? So like, <laughs> gra- like if someone says, okay, I want like 60 graphics for social media. I'm like, this is the strategy. These are the ideas. This is the content. Please go and use your creative mind and go create the graphics because mm-hmm. I can't do this. And the client isn't probably not going to like whatever, <laughs> right? But when it comes to the strategy and the content creation, like writing out the captions, hashtags, like I got you on that. Yeah. You know, so I'm more eager to like give those things away that I'm not really good at. And I know I'm not good at than I am to just hold things to me. Yeah. Now I've had my share of hiring people and them not being the best fit. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not their fault, right? That's me as an individual needing to do more work, asking the right questions, figuring out, okay, what actually am I asking them to do? Am I asking them to do something that's completely out of their wheelhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Or am I asking them, or I'm not giving them enough challenging work, you know, work projects to work on, things like that. Um, so it's just growing. And learning to be like a better leader, better manager, better CEO. Um, and I think that's, it's a process. Like it's a very, yeah. it's a long process. But if we're learning at every step and getting like that 1% better or each time, I think eventually we get to like a place where like all of this becomes like small potatoes. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you said all of that because one of my favorite workshops to teach is called Leadership Trifecta. And mm-hmm. it is, uh, the first part is leading yourself and how to yep. step up as a leader of yourself then leading your company and then leading your team. And all of those things, nobody wakes up one day and is a fantastic leader, right? It Mm -hmm. is, it's a never ending journey. And I'm now at year five of owning my agency and having a, you know, rather large team for an online space. And at the same time, like, like you said, like there will always be people that come in that are just different, like either speak differently than you communicate Mm -hmm. differently than you, you know, or need something differently than you or hear things differently than you. And it's such an invitation. If you take it that way to stretch yourself and to grow in leadership, um, rather, rather than thinking like, oh, because this didn't work out. One of the things that I always, my team and I always do, if we have either an internal, like internal team conflict or negative experience, or if we have an external, like a client conflict or negative experience, or if a team member leaves is I always ask them, what is ours to own? Or Mm -hmm. if it's like a team member is upset with me, like what is mine to own and what is theirs to own, you know, in terms of it. And then what can I learn from it? Because the lesson can't be oh, I can never hire anybody again. Like, I can't be that. that. Like, I'm not doing everything myself. Like you said, I'm like, we're not, I'm not building graphics anymore, you know? So it can't be that. So what is the lesson so that I can support, better support that next team member that comes in and Mm -hmm. kind of see the yellow and the red flags before they become like absolute, you know, huge things that blow up basically. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of, 
red and yellow and green flags before mm-hmm. that person oh, absolutely onboarded that a lot of, for me personally, we tend to overlook mm-hmm. because we're like, we need this person right now because we have this project that we just signed and we don't have anybody to like, <laughs> build this. like, it's almost like a rush type of thing. Right. And if for me, I have to take a step back and like ask some questions mm-hmm. like, okay, who am I as an individual? What, how do I work? And then what are the other roles that I actually need to, everyone can't be a type A person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you need those other personalities to like kind of fill in the gaps and, you know, take on roles that are that you're not good at or that might not be your strong suit. Right. So I think just asking those questions even ahead of time mm-hmm. about the role and then not putting so much into a job description. I've seen this so many times. Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> I, I actually had another local agency owner come and show me their like job description. It was like, can you review this? Cause I really am trying to find this person. We've run through like five of these people. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That Wait. is a red flag. <laughs> You've run through five of these people. Something is wrong with your process or you as an individual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they started laughing, but then like, they know it's true, right? It's not the people. Like it's a lot of times it's us in our process and the way we think. And so her job description, it had like five jobs wrapped in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No wonder everybody ran away, right? Yeah, because they were so overwhelmed. Her, yeah. Like navigate through like, okay, what you're looking for is like one person, but all of these 15 million bullet points that you have here, that's 10 other jobs. You don't need those people right now. Let's just mm-hmm. focus on this. And kind of coaching her a little bit through that, even though I don't claim the coaching title just yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just coaching her a little bit through that and like seeing the light bulb go off. Like mm-hmm. if you were on the other side of this job description, how would you feel? Yeah. You know, absolutely. and so just kind of putting ourselves in that like employee, sh- employee shoes and also being the employer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just working through like, what would they think? We were all employers, employees once, right? Yeah. And, like, at one point. So, yeah. Yeah. Just kind I of love that. I love that. I want to bring attention to one more thing you've said, because it is a theme that I've noticed as, as I've been having these interviews for our season nine of um, the, how she did that podcast. And that theme is that I, I think it's like almost a hundred percent of the people that I've interviewed have mentioned that therapy is mm-hmm. like one of the keys to oh, yes. <laughs> all of this working. <laughs> and I am being sane. It <laughs> is a key. And you know, the thing is like, even in times when you're just like, Oh yeah, I'm good. Like you know, I, I, there's been a couple of times over the last probably like four months. Cause I went back to therapy almost a year ago. And so there's been times when I said to my husband, like, Oh, I don't have anything to talk to my therapist about like this week. Like, you know, and then like two seconds later, it's like, and everything blew up and everyone like <laughs> needs you. <laughs> so I just think it's so important as CEOs that we have somebody to talk to that doesn't have skin in the game with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. we can't dump on our spouses, our partners. We can't dump on our friends and family. We need to have a place that is a, that is a place just for us to be honest and open. Yes. Yes. So I will say that I've been in therapy for a number of years mm-hmm. for a number of different reasons, right? <laughs> and I don't think I will ever get out of therapy. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that I'm like this pseudo weird person, you right. know, run down the street naked at any time, right? <laughs> that you're broken but all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, it's also maintenance. Like yeah. it doesn't, the world doesn't have to be crashing around us for us to like go into therapy, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the maintenance of it. 
like being able to think through things in a different way. Um, having that other person that, like you said, doesn't have any skin in the game, like right. they're not even in our industry. They don't really know what we go through on a daily basis. Yeah. So, but they understand like those core, you know, communication skills and how to deal with people, how to, you know, manage our own mental health and like the importance of taking breaks and saying no, like saying no has been like one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the past years. Cause I'm naturally like a people pleaser and want to help everybody and make sure everyone's good. And like, you can't lead a company and be that way. No. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between like being nice and like being kind, mm-hmm. like two totally different things. And so therapy has like helped me to just be a sane individual, mm-hmm. like be yeah. able to think through things differently, uh, see things through other people's perspectives sometimes. And then also, picking and choosing my own battles, right? Everything's not a battle. <laughs> Everything's not worth fighting. Everything is not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, can you, is this something that you can legitimately let go and be able to sleep with yourself at night? Mm-hmm. And if yeah. the answer is yes, then let it go. <laughs> let it go. Just like yeah. Elsa said, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like encounter a number of people that are like, I don't think I need therapy. I'm like, I am absolutely sure that you do. <laughs> you need to go sit on someone's couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, even if we don't feel like it, yeah. like we don't, we feel like we're good. The therapist, a good therapist has a way of like asking questions and probing to get you to think about something you probably thought about three weeks ago yeah. in a different way and bringing it all like back up. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a cleansing process too. I love that. I love the cleanse. I agree that it's a cleansing process and yeah. just having somebody, like I was saying before, that doesn't like, doesn't have any skin in the game for it, but just yeah. is there to listen and to understand mm-hmm. um, is so great. So Danny, yeah. where can we find you in the online space? Where do you hang out online? Well, most of the time I hang out on Instagram. <laughs> if you send me a message, I likely will reply to you on Instagram. <laughs> So my Instagram profile is M uh, Danny White. Um, and then my agency website is dwccagency.com. Um, that's where you can find services, book a consultation. Um, I also have a podcast on digital marketing. Cool. Uh, so you can subscribe and listen there as well. Amazing. And we will have all those links in the show notes. So thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking to you. Yes, this was awesome. Thank you so much, Tasha, for having me. Thanks for listening. Before you go, be sure to head over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and learn more about my upcoming programs, masterclasses, and live events. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe. Until next time.